We have known through millennia of war that the nexus or the combination of both mental and cognitive health and spiritual health are essential together to support individuals under the incredible, incredible crucible of stress of combat. And why is it then when we come back to garrison that suddenly all of those lessons learned and what we know to be true, that specialty behavioral health and spirituality together are better than either alone, why do we lose that when we come back to garrison? Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters podcast, focusing on what's important to the total Army community. We bring vital Army conversations and interviews on issues relevant to soldiers, military families, and all of you amazing Army supporters. Rotating each week, our show includes Soldier Today, Leading Great Teams, Family Voices, and Thought Leaders. Let's tune into the show. Hello everyone, I'm Holly Daly, and welcome to today's episode of Army Matters. We all face various challenges and stressors in our lives. This is especially true for our military families who face change at a more rapid pace. As a military spouse for 30 years, I've seen firsthand how our Army families navigate this unique lifestyle we live in. From managing the household single-handedly while our soldiers are supporting and meeting the mission, to raising children, building a career, and volunteering, all while moving around the globe. Add to this a worldwide pandemic and it magnifies the importance of soldier and family readiness. The Army has implemented a holistic health and fitness program, also known as H2F, that focuses not only on the physical, but also on the mental, emotional, and spiritual readiness of soldiers and their families. Joining me today are two guests, Chaplain Thomas Soljum and Colonel Sam Preston, who have been traveling and educating the Army family for the past two years to help implement and educate members and families about the program. Also joining me today to talk with these guests are two co-hosts that have appeared on the program before. The first is Maria McConville, the spouse of the Chief of Staff of the Army. Welcome back to the show, Maria. I'm so happy that you could join us today. Hi, Holly. Thanks again for hosting Alexandra and me. We really appreciate you and AUSA for doing this again. As you said, I'm Maria McConville. I am an Army veteran. I have been an Army spouse for 34 years, and all three of our children serve on active duties. I think when I first came in the Army, the focus was on physical fitness, and we really didn't ever address the mental and spiritual aspects. But in my job as a dietitian and a fitness trainer, I'm also certified as a health and wellness coach, I realized that so much of our wellness revolves around not just our physical health, but our spiritual health and our mental health and our psychological health and emotional health. And it all goes together to help to keep us in balance. Thank you, Maria, for returning to the show. It's your experience as a personal trainer and a wellness coach that has made me excited to have you on this episode. Also joining us as a co-host is Alexandra Grinston, spouse of the Sergeant Major of the Army. Hi, Alexandria. Welcome back. I am excited to have you join us again also. Thank you, Holly, for hosting this podcast. Uh, my name is Alexandra Grinston. Uh, I've been an Army spouse for 26 years now. 
and we have two daughters. And over the last two years, we have experienced lockdowns and social distancing. And I've watched my teenagers struggle with the lack of social opportunities and connections. And I've been searching for ways to help them and also help myself to stay happy and resilient. So I'm always interested in hearing about other things that we can do to live a a happy and healthy life. Well, Alexandra, you bring up some very valid points and experiences that I think many of us can relate to these days. So why don't we get some insight by bringing on our first guest to the show. Major General Thomas Soljum is the 25th Chief of Chaplains of the United States Army and provides religious support to the soldiers, families, and civilians across the entire Army. Welcome, Chaplain Soljum, and can you start off by telling us a bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Well, thank you, Holly and Maria and Alexandria, and I appreciate the opportunity to be able to address the podcast today. I entered the military um, when the volunteer army stood up. So in between my junior and senior year in high school, I came in on the delayed entry program in 1973. So I'm probably the last serving Vietnam era soldier in the army. I don't know if that's a badge of honor. I grew up in rural North Dakota, uh, as did my wife. And, uh, when I was growing up, my father had a severe bout of depression. Our family was separated uh, for his treatment. A few years later, my parents had a divorce and my mother was institutionalized. Um, She had a nervous breakdown. And I struggled as a young person, became very embittered. A lot of uh, poor decision-making, risk-taking, drug use, and found myself in a very um, downward cycle. Two times um, drug overdosed. Um, And so all of that led to uh, a... uh, intersection with a battalion medic, Doc McElroy. He had two, served two tours in Vietnam. And one day he asked me a transformational question when he saw how I was living and he asked me, is your life worth living this way? And that singular question was the first time in my life someone had ever really asked me a question of that deep nature of concern. It was a spiritual connection. As a result of that relationship, he handed me off to the chaplain Um, who then exemplified what it is to care for someone physically, mentally, spiritually, in every way. So I am here today through the efforts of others. I have much to be thankful for. I have to say that that's somewhat of a sad but also inspiring story. I know that sometimes senior leaders of the military don't want to expose vulnerabilities, but wow, it's important that Everybody knows that even senior leaders in the military have vulnerabilities and that we all have a journey that we've come through. So you obviously must be a big believer in the holistic health and fitness program. And as Holly said in the beginning, it sounds like you and Colonel Preston have been traveling for the last couple of years to Army units talking about this program, but can you tell us a little bit more and tell us what this Holistic Health and Fitness or H2F is all about? The overarching goal of Holistic Health and Fitness is obviously the soldier's readiness. And that is achieved when all five domains of Holistic Health and Fitness um, are optimized. That's the physical, um, the mental, the spiritual, sleep, rest, and the diet and nutrition aspects. That's who we are as people. 
in our past, we haven't given a lot of emphasis to the importance of the spiritual component or pillar of readiness. What we're driving at in working together is, um, is properly identifying what it is that people need. Is it a spiritual issue that they're really struggling with? Is it, a, is it a behavioral health issue? Is it something else? And so this initiative is really aimed at that. Could you tell us how the Army defines spiritual readiness and why it is so important? The Army defines spiritual readiness as the personal qualities that a person needs in times of stress, hardship, or tragedy. And that these qualities come from either a religious, a philosophical, or a values basis. This evidence-based science shows how protective spiritual life and spiritual uh, development is. It is 80% more protective against substance abuse, 60% against major depression, 70% against risk-taking, and 80% more protective for those at risk for suicide. And those numbers increase exponentially when our spiritual life is shared in community with other people. Those connections are so very, very important to spiritual health and well-being. I know you can easily measure physical readiness, but how would we measure spiritual readiness? We're using a spiritual readiness assessment tool that was actually developed by researchers for the Consortium for Health and Military Performance, um, CHAMP, who partnered with Special Operations Command to develop this uh, quantifi quantifiable and quantitative scale for measuring spiritual readiness in a military context. And it really is divided into three parts. There's the pursuing meaning and purpose and value. Secondly, service and sacrifice for a greater good. And then thirdly, personal connection to a higher power. So some of these sample questions, for example, are, I know what my life is about. My life has meaning and purpose. Um, serving other people's is one of the most important things that gives meaning to my life. Do you believe in God or higher power? So there's 18 questions in the survey, and it provides a baseline for seeing where a person is at spiritually and then develop the steps going forward uh, in developing and strengthening the spiritual core. That's pretty remarkable. I'd be very interested in taking the assessment to determine my own level of spiritual readiness. So let me ask, if I wanted to take it, or if any of our listeners wanted to, where could we go to do that? Would that be online, or could we go in person? The chaplains have the assessment tool on any uh, installation, so at the unit level or um, at the installation at the Garrison Religious Support Office, uh, they would be able to provide the assessment, they would be able to administer the assessment and be able to provide feedback on the assessment. Like I said, it's 18 questions and uh, having someone to administer that assessment in the chaplain is a ready and available resource to all of our family members. Something that is uniquely singular to the chaplain corps and that is, is that all communication with the chaplain is confidential and that information you own, not to be divulged and that the chaplain also has the ability to make referrals. That's what our relationship with behavioral health is all about. Once I've taken the assessment or I have an idea what my spiritual readiness looks like and I feel like I need some improvement, what could I actually do to develop spiritual readiness? That's part of the process. 
and giving people the tools and the resources um, in terms of disciplines or practices that strengthen spiritual connection and understanding. Um, I guess for lack of a better way to explain it, maybe like a spiritual readiness deep dive, which helps people to see themselves in terms of their identity, um, life, meaning, and purpose. We will make available to the families the Spiritual Readiness Handbook, which has a lot of this information. So when they take the, the spiritual fitness assessment, we'll provide them the handbook, um, which has a lot of these uh, practical exercises and other things that people can do uh, to strengthen their spiritual core. You mentioned spiritual deep dive. Wow, that speaks to me. I really like that. Okay, we need to take a break now. But when we return, we'll be speaking to Chaplain Soljom's partner in the H2F initiative, Colonel Sam Preston. Have you purchased your AUSA swag yet? Be proud to show your support for AUSA, which in turn shows your support for the U.S. Army and our soldiers. Check out all AUSA swag at shop.ausa.org. Welcome back to Army Matters, and we're speaking about the Army's holistic health and fitness program, H2F. Joining us for the second half is Colonel Dr. Sam Preston, an Army psychiatrist and the chief of the Office of the Surgeon General Behavior Health Division. He also has been traveling with Chaplain Soldier in the last two years, promoting both spiritual and behavioral readiness. Colonel Preston, welcome to the show, and can you tell us a bit about your background? And also, how do your two perspectives as a family physician and a psychiatrist influence how you look at health and fitness? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. So I'm uh, Dr. Samuel Preston, a uh, colonel in the U.S. Army. I have been a member, a proud member of this organization since an ROTC cadet in uh, 1996 at Xavier University and uh, have never, never really looked back. Uh, I've been a, a part of this organization as we developed through the global war on terror, and I've observed how stresses have impacted both operational forces and uh, the families who are in support of them. And as a family physician, I like to emphasize the term family because it is essential when we look at the readiness of our formations that we look at the family members who are also sacrificing. And as the chief psychiatrist uh, to the Surgeon General, I look at how operations or how our our communities are impacting readiness uh, because oftentimes there is a feeling that mental health pathology or disorder is the root cause of a lot that ails us. And it is my passion uh, over the past two decades of serving to really look at other things that may be impacting our performance and our readiness. Colonel Preston, this is Maria. I think that's great. I love the work that you're doing with the chaplain. Our daughter is a behavioral health officer in the Army, and I know that she works very closely with the chaplains, especially uh, when she was deployed to Afghanistan. And uh, she tells me, you know, how important that partnership is. So can you tell us about the behavioral health that uh, someone in your capacity brings? We have known through millennia of war that the nexus or the combination of both mental and cognitive health and spiritual health are essential together 
to support individuals under the incredible, incredible crucible of stress of combat. And why is it then when we come back to garrison that suddenly all of those lessons learned and what we know to be true, that specialty behavioral health and spirituality together are better than either alone, why do we lose that when we come back to garrison? It became obvious this is our opportunity to actually apply what we know to be true in garrison. And so it, this is nothing really novel in that what Major General Soldier and myself, what we are promoting, it's not new information, it's how we're doing it and where we're doing it. It is taking the lessons learned over many, many decades in operational psychology and psychiatry and applying those things now that really links us in a total mind, body, spirit manner. What we've seen over the last two and a half years with COVID, like, wow, that has really been a different environment where we weren't able to connect with other people. We weren't able to physically go to our jobs in a lot of cases. Um, we weren't able to travel. We weren't able to do so many things and so many people were so isolated. So combat in and of itself is a real challenge. Now you throw a pandemic into it and you know it has rocked a lot of people's world. So have you seen more soldiers and family members seeking help? through behavioral health channels due to COVID? And how has that changed things? That's a great question. And uh, I'll just start off by saying, absolutely. COVID, a pandemic that has not been seen in over a century, is a societal stress that we have not faced as a world or as a country. Anytime a organization or a society is exposed to a, a stress, of that magnitude, little hairline fractures or cracks start to buckle. And, and what we saw in our own society is many of the social structures, the communities rallying around each other, the tight-knit close families that were able to support one another, those dynamics have considerably changed. COVID has really magnified the reliance on the individual to manage their own mental health. In this new society where we are so reliant on technology, we are so reliant on communication via uh, virtual means that um, we did not necessarily have all of the right ingredients to manage that stress. Many of you may be aware that Dr. Murthy, this is the, the United States Surgeon General appointed by the president, put out a call of act to action uh, late last year in 2021 in reference to children, wellness, and mental health, specifically citing COVID as an exacerbating stressor for many of the ills that we're facing the mental health of our, our children. And I wanted to just point out a very specific piece of that report, because Dr. Murthy did say that uh, over the past 22 years, even before COVID, there's been an increase of specific mental health issues within our children. Just one example was half of adolescent females reported uh, persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness, which is about 40% higher than it was in 2009. 
But since the pandemic, so that magnifying glass, that, that crucible stressors caused our communities, there have been further increases in that, as well as depression and other mental health challenges. So COVID magnified some of those ills, but this has been festering for some time. Colonel Preston, if you have any suggestions what we as spouses can do to strengthen our mental readiness, mental readiness of our family members, our soldiers, and what we can do to improve the quality of life, not only for our soldiers, but also for our family members. If you Google, how can I improve my mental health? There are a lot of cottage industries around mental health and self-wellness and well-being and a lot, lot of good information out there. And there's also some red herrings that'll, that might send you in the wrong direction. Suffice to say, when I review the literature, what I can synthesize it down to, to the most tangible thing that, that you can take home today is, if you are not already, learn to be sensitive to yourself. And, and what I mean by that is if you find yourself in a position where you feel powerless, where your life is becoming unmanageable, things aren't making sense, you need to look and have a relationship with yourself and your higher power and then make a commitment to change those things that are causing you ill. And to do that, you first must have a relationship with yourself and you must give yourself an opportunity every single day to just scan yourself. And when I say that, it's simply breathing, reflecting, meditating, praying, whichever manner you do, and to see where you are. It's really to calibrate yourself. There are many things that can cause loneliness and isolation, and not everything comes in a medicine cabinet. I would say our chaplains can offer many, many resources if you're feeling isolated, alone, disenfranchised, meaningless, purposelessness. Not everything requires mental health, and some things do. Every single day, make a habit out of just scanning yourself. And I think that is the one thing, if you develop that habit, every single day of self-reflection, you'll be doing yourself a great favor. And then make sure that as you do that, that you go into action and you practice habits that improve your, your health. And what was interesting about Dr. Murphy's call to action that I'd mentioned before for children, and, I, and this goes for adults too, is that helping other people is one of the singular best ways that you can develop internal self-worth and purpose. And so getting away from those computers, getting away from Facebook, getting away from all of those technological advancements that supposedly make the world so much easier and getting out and helping an individual who may be calling for help, that actually is taking care of yourself. And so those are the things that I would recommend each of us do every day right now. One, be sensitive yourself and conduct self-reflection. And then two, make sure that you're practicing healthy habits to include helping others. 
breathing, reflecting, meditating, and praying. They seem so simple, and yet they are so important. Well, I think that's the perfect place for us to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chaplain Soljum and Colonel Dr. Preston, and thank you for sharing your knowledge and expertise. I also like to thank you, Marie and Alexandria, for co-hosting the episode with me. Remember, no matter where you are or what you're doing on your journey, let us at Army Matters and the AUSA Family Readiness Directorate be your eyes, ears, and voice. We are here for you. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at Have a great Army Day. Hooah.